Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. On this edition of our show, I'll be joined by four student-athletes on National Student-Athlete Day from Divisions 1, 2, and 3, all of them winning championships during the winter sports season. And now joining me, Jordan West and Britton Wilson from Arkansas, a national championship program. We've got All-Americans, we've got champs, we've got Olympian uh, we've got it all here between two stars in this sport coming off indoor championships. We've got outdoor coming up, uh, shot put, discus, 400 meters, 4 by 4 uh, 600, 800, multiple events between the two of you. First, I want to start with you, Britton. Um, just the overall experience of what you went through in Albuquerque uh, with this championship-level program and your experience. And then I want to get to you, Jordan, as well. Yeah, I mean, my experience was really great. The team just came together and got the job done. We all executed very well. So I think um, overall, the experience was just amazing, just seeing how hard everyone's or how well everyone's hard work paid off. And especially for myself, getting the record was just really exciting. It was definitely a fun experience. I mean, me being a transfer in from uh, Tennessee last year, it's a Different culture for sure, uh, a winning culture at that. And um, we all just put it together in one day and really show the nation that we're one of the best teams, if not the best team, going into outdoors, indoors. All right, so let's pick up on that point because there's been tremendous success. Uh, and, and I don't think the country fully grasps how well Arkansas has done, is doing in track and field, mm -hmm. indoor, outdoor, um, you know, Jordan and, and Britain, you can obviously, I want you to pick up on what he says or what he's about to say. What was the reason? I mean, you're within the SEC. What did you see on the other side that said, you know what, I got to be a part of this? I saw the big camaraderie, um, especially competing against them the past six years at Tennessee. Um, there's a big camaraderie in the team, uh, especially on the guys' side. Like, they all cheer for one another. Um, there's definitely a, a winning attitude for sure. I mean, we're all pretty elite athletes, but um, coming together and actually focusing on a goal in the fall and bringing that goal into indoors is definitely a big part of why I came here. Um, the team itself is very talented. Uh, I think on the, on the men's side alone, we have two, three Olympians, I believe. And um, it's just, it's a, it's a big team atmosphere pretty much. And you can't win a team title without a team. So, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're pretty talented and it's definitely one of the reasons why I came. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely agree with what Jordan said about there being <clears throat> a winning mentality among everyone. It's just, um, you can see it when you get here, when you train here, um, when we compete, you just see how ready we all are and everyone just holds each other to that standard that we're a winning team. You know, Britton, track and field is, is different in that uh, from a lot of these other sports, you know, you can have Olympians who are also college students, you know, so many other sports you have to just, focus on on being training for the olympics i mean i guess to some extent swimming you can do it obviously and we'll, we we see it in that but it, it it's not the norm with some of you know the other sports certainly not with basketball um what is it about the collegiate experience that ties well into the olympic experience and olympic prep work that you go through yeah um i think that we really just work as hard if not harder than some pro athletes, you know, we do um, very similar training plans and obviously the meets are very similar and our competition is similar. Um, and, and nowadays, like recent times, the times are similar. People are running, the collegiates are 
running just as fast as the Olympians and the pro professional athletes and growing just as far. So you can definitely see the parallel between like the training and the competition. It's very similar. And I think that the level that it takes to be a professional or to be an Olympian starts at the collegiate. Um, and you kind of know when you're a collegiate athlete, like it could be a possibility or it couldn't like, you know, from your collegiate career, what could happen in the next few years. And, and you know, to that point, Jordan, I think sometimes exactly what she's saying is an Olympic athlete may say, well, you know what? I have to go on the pro circuit uh, to meet my level of competition that has changed. You know, yeah. clearly mm -hmm. there are, Olympic level athletes at the collegiate level, you don't have to go to Europe just mm -hmm. to find that competition. Um, how have you seen that? Obviously within the SEC, you're in, you know, arguably the best, if not one of the best uh, conferences for track and field. Oh yeah. Hands down. The SEC is the best conference for track and field period. Uh, um, the fact that we have foreign athletes come over and compete against us, uh, the best Americans that go to the SEC is definitely in itself pretty much even it's, in itself, it's probably like a semi-pro level meet. Um, all the competitions are very competitive. Um, you have people jumping 840, which has never been done before in like a competition with multiple people. You have people throwing 21 meters, 21 meters consistently. It's uh, it's definitely a top level competition level, um, and especially with all the athletes. Like, for example, our team, we have a, a lot, a bunch of Jamaicans who jump and run for us and they're very talented themselves, but they come over here because the coaching level is so high that they know they can get ready for professional level circuits and professional level meets uh, just by coming to the college system. Competing at altitude. Uh, you know, I've seen that can be an issue. And look, I actually used to live in New Mexico and I, I know there were elite runners who would train there because if you can train at a high level at altitude, obviously it's going to be better when you're, you know, competing at sea level. Uh, but when you do a quick turnaround and suddenly you're in a championship meet at altitude when you're not used to it, what was the transition like prepping for competing in Albuquerque? Yeah, um, I feel like there wasn't really much of like a prep or like a transition. It was kind of just like, well, we're going to go here and it's going to be like this. And um, that's kind of what I went into it and I kind of expected that, uh, felt expected it to feel different. Um I remember when I was sick with COVID, I was actually supposed to go compete in an invitational there. And my coach was like, no, do not go. Like, stay home. You're not going to be able to breathe. And I was like, okay. And I definitely could feel it when I got there and was basically the first day when we were warming up, I felt the difference. But honestly, just being there, we got there um, a day before competition started. So I think the warming up definitely helped us get acclimated to it all. But I can see how it's a difference for sure. Like, you can feel it when you're there your first day. What about you, for you, Jordan? Um, not so much in terms of uh, performance-wise it was all affected, but um, definitely dehydration and uh, yeah. trying to um, breathe as much oxygen as possible. <laughs> uh, it's definitely something yeah. that was uh, kind of a, not a shocker, but it was definitely something I wasn't expecting going uh, up to Albuquerque. But um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's something that you have to get used to as an athlete, especially if you're going to go on a pro level. You have meets in Europe, which is high high elevation in a lot of countries, so um, it's definitely something you have to get used to. Uh, Britton, you know, this is one of the uh, the hidden gems in terms of championships that the NCAA runs indoor. Obviously, we'll get to outdoor in the spring. Uh, and obviously, you know, that facility in Oregon is clearly one of the best in the world, if not the best. Um, How do you feel about the championship, the overall championship experience, not just competing, but the everything around it? If 
you can you know answer that one, Britton, and, and Jordan just chime in after. Yeah, I mean, I have gone to nationals last year, but just coming here was a different, a different experience, a different vibe. Um, like I said, it kind of just shows that we've worked really hard to be here. And I remember my uh, sophomore year when I was at Tennessee, I was there, but only for a relay. So I didn't get to run individually. And I remember just watching everyone else run and like, dang, like, I wish I qualified <laughs> like that. So it's, it's really special to be there on your own and to know you made it and you're here with the best of the best. Jordan? Yeah, it's definitely, um, it was a great experience. I mean, like Brent said before, I was there before for multiple years and um, at Tennessee. And the fact that we had a championship level team that was so talented to get there and compete very well, it's definitely something that I, I was expecting. I mean, going into it, we were ranked number one, but definitely doing it on the day is important. Um, but yeah, it was just a different vibe. I mean, something I haven't really felt before. So it's kind of hard to describe, but it was definitely a fun experience for sure. All right. A uh, couple of last quick things for you. First, the 40-year record in the shot put. Uh, put that in perspective in layman's terms for people that don't fully grasp, you know, how hard that is, what that meant to you to snap a record like that at this level. Uh, it was definitely a target for sure. And one that I had coming into the university, um, leaving Tennessee, I left with the indoor PR of 20 meters, zero seven, which is just about 66 feet. And um, coming in, the record was much higher, uh, back of whole foot to me, uh, to be exact, to be exact. And I mean, it's going to be a lot of hard work. You're going to have to lift a lot of heavy weights, uh, work on your mobility to stay loose and not tighten up in big competitions. So definitely coming in and hitting that record on my last throw ever at an indoor collegiate meet is definitely something that was uh, very special in my eyes. I mean, 2047 is a pretty good throw. I mean, a lot of other years I probably would have won nationals, but the competition level was so high that uh, they got me fifth, which I'm definitely pleased with. Um, but it's definitely, it was a great experience and very special to hit it on my last throw. And I got to ask you this, and this may sound like, you know, shot put 101, but I mean, obviously you're looking at, you know, the muscles in the shoulders, um, you know, just how much when you're lifting, I mean, how much are you really zeroed in and locked in and focused on, you know, this part of your body? So it's interesting that you uh, that you point out the, um, the shoulders. I mean, that's definitely a big part of it, but a lot of people uh, don't know that the legs and the back is pretty much the most important uh working muscles in, in throwing shot put because you have to generate the force from the ground up. So you have to put a lot of force into the ground, which releases and comes into the arm. So it's definitely more so legs and back than, uh, than shoulders, but those muscles are definitely accents to the throw. I mean, without strong shoulders, you won't be able to pretty much hold the shot. So <laughs> See, that's why I ask. I got a great answer. All right, for you, Britton, um, you know, the four by 400 and the 400 meters. I know actually before we just were talking, you came from a strength lifting session uh, to be an elite Olympian and four-time All-American in those events. What are the most important, you know, muscles that you are training, especially in the weight room, not necessarily just out on the track, but in the, in terms of working out, but in the weight room. Yeah. Um, we definitely kind of start off the season with loading heavy and doing a lot of like heavy work with like squats and power clean, hang clean, um, and then when we get towards the bigger meets like SECs and nationals, we definitely become more explosive, which is kind of, I like it better because we're still lifting heavy, but the motions are a lot quicker and faster and a lot more reactive. So um, I feel like that really helps us with 
obviously sprinting and just fast switch muscles getting off the blocks and it kind of helped me also transition because I was running 600s and 800s earlier and then I dropped down to the four so all of the fast stuff in the weight room helped me um, get back into like sprinting again so I feel like it just really prepared us to run fast it's just all the explosive stuff in the weight room and on the relay help me out here the art of the pass or the exchange of the baton how delicate in terms of that exchange and that symmetry that you have to be with your other three members uh mm -hmm. and it may not always be the same person you're exchanging to you know within the course of a season uh how wh what goes into that practice yeah um it's really not as meticulous as the four by one but it is very, very technical and just um, you have to be precise, honestly. Uh, our coach always tells us to move the stick through the exchange zone. So I can't run into her and she can't run away from me So or vice versa. So we have to always just make sure that we're being efficient and make sure the stick is moving efficiently through the exchange zone. So that's what we practice a lot this year was just making sure um, I'm not running into someone or I'm not running away from someone. So that's what makes it really, really particular in that sense. It's just making sure we're moving the stick through. All right. Last thing for you guys, because I'm just curious, your other two events, how do you now transition to the hurdles? Uh, yeah, I actually did my first hurdle practice on Saturday and I was so sore. I haven't hurdled in a minute, but it um, it's good. It was kind of just like ripping the bandaid off, like just go out there and start hurdling. So it's definitely be hurdling a lot more going into outdoor. And uh, we talked about the shot, but what are the muscle groups that are a must in the discus? Pretty much the same thing, but you definitely have to have good grip strength. So definitely the forearms are very important. Um, with the disc being so far out from your center of mass, you have to have very good uh, centripetal force going into the implement so that when you finish the throw, everything's going forward and not out to the cage or left sector or right sector. So definitely working on grip strength and keeping the disc as long and as far away from the center of mass as possible. Um, but so far, we've only had three discus practices so far since uh, indoor national. So we're not rushing into it. Just got to ease your way in. And uh, hopefully the big goals will be in later in the season. Wow. I'm learning a lot. I love this. I appreciate <laughs> both of you guys. All Americans, Olympian. This is awesome. Uh, congratulations on a phenomenal championship indoor outdoor to come jordan britain appreciate you both thanks for joining me thank you we'll thank you so much <laughs> and now joining me emily trishman she is from nova southeastern women's swimming and diving division two sophomore won five five national titles and sam stall from augsburg wrestling d3 141 pound title winner all right, let's discuss these championships indoors, D2, D3. I will start with you, Emily. Uh, first, just the overall experience of that championship in swimming and diving. How was it? Very exciting. The energy on the pool deck from the facility, everything just created a wonderful atmosphere for us to perform and really do well. So I'm very happy I was able to be there and do well and for my team. Um, obviously, we are transitioning out of covid we are now sort of back to normal, but even better. Uh, I'm just curious, just the overall, uh, you know, championship level experience, not just how you swam, but just how everything was run. What were your thoughts on that? It was run amazing. From when we got out of the pool, we were escorted at finals over to a ready area 
waited for events to be done with. We could warm down in that area. And then we had awards right after. So everything was very well coordinated. They had a athlete section where you can get drinks, snacks, all that ice baths. Everything was just very, very put together. And it was really, really nice to experience. Sam, what about you uh, for your experience in uh, Division Three wrestling? Um, I think my experience was incredible. Uh, the arena itself was awesome. I know last year's national championship was in Iowa. Um, this year was in Roanoke, Virginia, so it was fun to travel. We got down there pretty early. We got to warm up and see the facilities, and we had um, eight, eight of our ten guys qualified for the national tournament. So I think it was a – really a unique experience to have that many teammates down there wrestling the national tournament. Um, and I think that just makes the experience better. Um, the arena was super cool. The finals was set up really nicely. We had our own warm-up uh, area downstairs. And I, I just remember when we walked into the facility, the first day that everybody saw it, all the freshmen who had never been to a national tournament were like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to wrestle here. This is awesome. I, I can't wait for my parents to see where I'm wrestling. Like, this is sick. So I thought it was just as awesome as they did. All right, so let's deal with your events, uh, Emily. 800 free, 1,000 free, 200 medley, 500 free, 1,650 free. Um, take me through how you manage the different dif different distances at an elite level championship meet. It takes a lot. It's a lot of training that goes into it. Um, definitely a surprise was uh, the 200 free medley relay. Um, I swam the 50 free leg on it and that's just two lengths of the pool. That was my shortest and sprint event. That's like the shortest race you could do. So um, going from that to the mile, it's a big change, but um, my coach believed in me. My team believed me. I just knew I had to get my hand on that wall to get our team the win. But, you know, it's all mentality and just training and knowing that I have the confidence with my training that I'm able to go through those races uh, to do well. So when we've talked to other athletes in different sports, I'm always intrigued by the off mat court field pool prep work. Um, obviously, you're going to swim thousands of laps. I get that. Uh, what are you doing though, conditioning wise, strength wise, when you're not in the pool? So weight training and dryland, as we call it, that's our on land ex exercises. Um, weight training here, it's a lot more speed endurance work rather than lifting heavy, and that has really helped me this season. Like aside from working out and all that, just mentally staying calm and focusing on one goal and knowing what we have to do, and not just getting overwhelmed by everything going around. So that was mainly my focus this year is just focusing on what I need to do and just get the job done. How do you deal with the repetitive nature, especially <laughs> in practice of swimming the same laps, the same amount <laughs> every day, every morning? Yes. Um, so doing it from such a young age, you get used to it, it just becomes repetition. And um just the littlest things that are different in the set get you excited. Even though like just someone looking outside, they're like, why is she doing this? That looks so boring. But just like the little differences, little speed work technique. If my coach is like, hey, fix this, it's exciting. Like, okay, I'm starting to work on something to change. And each practice, like you think of something you want to change and work on and fix with your technique. And that just helps you continue it and not get boring with it. But sometimes it does, but it's a healthy balance. All right, Sam. So in terms of grappling, uh, Outside of when you're not on the mat, what are you doing to prep? 
Well, I mean, we have what, the one practice a day, I'd say Monday through Friday, um, that's on the mat. So when I'm not at that specific time, we uh, run twice a week. Um, we'll do some sprints or some distance work, whatever the coaches decide. Um, we lift twice a week also, um, which is more of a endurance lift. It's not really – they don't care. They just want to muscles, muscles to go. It's you go from one lift to the next lift without any breaks. They just want to destroy your arms, so arms and legs. So the coaches just keep pushing you. But besides those two things, I mean, you can schedule more one-on-ones. You can get on the mat on your own. So I know besides our one on the mat time, I'm on the mat as many times as I can be. And the weekends, t- two days, whatever it takes. So um, that's that's what we do. So, Sam, you know, in wrestling, obviously, you need those explosive, quick uh, quick movements. So there's strength, but it's quick strength. You know, in what way on in the weight room are they working in that so that you have that explosive ability to flip someone, to go into your move real quick? Yep. So um, our uh, coaches do a good job with in our runs and in our lifts working it. Um, we do a lot of explosive lifts. We do box jumps, jumps. Um, that help it we it's just built into our lift some people might not realize it Um, people might just think you're going through motions but it's really helping what wrestlers need to be successful Um, I think here at Augsburg I think our team our coaches our lifting coaches I think they do a really really good job of uh, building lifts just for just for wrestlers so yeah even though obviously you guys are sort of interlocked at the upper body um how critical are the legs um without legs you would have nothing you know um they keep you standing they help drive they help you drive they help you take somebody down they help you keep somebody down um I would argue they're the most important part of your body when wrestling I know a lot of things happen with your upper body as you said and with your hands but everything comes from your legs your legs are the legs are essential for wrestling for you to be successful you have to be able to have muscles in them, be able to explode from them. And yeah. Sam, what, what's the stress level like? I mean, this is probably the one sport where there is a focus on weight uh, specifically. What's that stress like to meet that mark? I mean, you're at 141, but to, to, to stay in that range so that you can compete at that spot. Yeah. So obviously right now I'm not within that, that weight. I, uh, I'm a little bit bigger right now, but um, I uh, feel like I do it, and most of my team does it uh, pretty well for cutting weight, um, maintaining our weight. We have weight goals throughout every day of practice. Our coaches tell us what weight we need to be before and or after practice and stuff, and so we do a pretty good job of making sure we have enough water in our system so we know, okay, today we're going to lose this much water weight, or we we track our weight loss each and every day. So we know generally on a Monday's practice, I'm going to lose six pounds or something like that, or different for other, different for other weights and stuff. But for me, um, I don't put too much stress right away. I think is the hardest part. Um, when you first start cutting weight, getting your body used to it. But as the season goes on, your body becomes used to it and it, uh, it keeps your body low. And yeah. So for me, not too much stress at the end of the season. It's pretty easy for me. Emily, um, the suit, things have changed dramatically. Uh, and and the, 
the high tech aspect of the speed suit? Like, how have you seen in your brief career as a junior now as a, you know, elite college swimmer, how even that aspect of the sport has changed? So, I mean, the suit always changes, I guess, but it still stays the same. Like you can see back in the day, they're way different than what they are now, but I love racing with the suit at conference. I did one race style suit and it was a workout. Like it takes a lot out of you not to wear a suit. The suit just helps you so much. And, um, in my opinion, like it helps you float. It helps just everything make your stroke easier. So it takes a little extra stress off you. So you know that, okay, in training, I have this, I don't have the suit on, but once you put the suit on for your race, it really makes a difference. So we heard from Sam when he's not in season, you can just relax a little, uh, but obviously you're still competing at the highest level. What's it like for you, Emily, to just take a break, uh, a mental health break from not being in the pool? Like how long is that period just to just take a little bit of time away after you've had such elite competition? So we have a mandatory two week break and this is my third week. So now I'm starting back up this week, but for swimming, it's really hard. I mean, it's really easy to get out of shape, like in the water, you feel like you're losing your stroke. So just maintaining that. And honestly, like two weeks is a lot right now. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back in. I'm ready to get going for this summer. So I'm excited to get started trading and see what the summer holds now. All right. For both of you though, before I let you go, uh, you've still got more time, sophomore, junior, um, the pressure of repeating, of staying at that level, Sam, and then you, Emily, what's that like to maintain a championship level? For me, um it's someplace i want to be at um i've always wanted to be on top i want always want to be the national champion and i've always looked at the last year's national champion like i want to be like that i want to be that guy i want to beat that guy so for me um i'm happy i'll have the target on my back i don't think it's gonna change anything that i do um yes i i did what i wanted to do and i want to do it again so i know i have to work equally as hard i need to put in the same work to do what i did this year um and just keep pushing i can't can't settle i can't be happy that i did it this year and be like okay i deserve to get it next year because that's not how it works you know you got to put in work so i'm excited um my coaches talk about especially since our team won the national championship as well they talk about defending it and how nothing changes you know we're going to put in the same work that we get did to get to be national champs and we're going to do the exact same thing as we defend our national championship so i'm just excited for it i completely agree um for me it honestly makes me want to work harder i see i mean my times were okay i got some best times in my events but not all of them and i was just okay, ready like to get going and see what I can do next year. I felt like there's a little unfinished business and I want to prove even more. Well, both of your champions and you're going to go for it again. I appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for joining me here on our show. Of Thank course. You. Thank you. And that'll do it for this edition of our NCAA Social Series. As always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.